Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels G Wondering Night 13. Oh, how my week has spiraled away from me. Uh, it is Friday night. It is the 15th and I have so many of these to do, but I'm doing them all tonight. I'm doing 13 through 16 in a row like an absolute weapon. I will still split them up into individual ones because the idea is that it's going to be, you know, bite-sized episodes. Ah, but goddamn, has it escaped me this week where I was trying to keep on top of it. (laughs) I don't think I've ever just been able to release it day of. Uh, On the bright side, I am feeling a lot better. I am still COVID-free. I am no longer on death's door, I'm back at work, and I am ready to talk some G1. So right now, I am rewinding to night 13 of the G1, which opened with Jeff, 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 Jeff Cobb uh, versus Tomohiro Ishii. This was a match and a half. Actually, the only match out of the the night that I got wrong in a four out of five night uh, for my tips, uh, I, I got it wrong. I, I picked Ishii and uh, Jeff Cobb kind of proved me wrong. He's, um, he's actually done way better in this tournament than I thought he would do. Um, and, and it was fine. Like I, I really thought Ishii would have probably put him away, but I had no problem with the winner. I mean, despite the tip loss, I thought it was really cool. Travis as well uh, was messaging me about it, and he like loved this one. He he gave me the heads up before I even watched it because I think he watched it live, and I was just behind it. And he he gave me a whole heap of highlights from from it. This is literally his text. He was just like gushing over it. He he was saying uh, some of his favorite parts were the exploder suplex where Cobb uh, yeeted Ishii across the ring. Ishii knocking Cobb out with the elbow, Cobb headbutting Ishii, and then the shot towards the end where the camera's filming Cobb and Ishii roars and sits back up. Uh, interview right in front of the camera was a fucking killer. And he is not wrong about any of that. Uh, I loved it all. Um, just two absolute weapons trying to kill each other, and, and it was, yeah, a nice big strong style match. And I'm glad that Travis got to see that in this tournament. This is his first G1 that he's ever watched. And he's enjoyed New Japan, New Japan, but he's only ever been uh, like lightly exposed to it through you know key matches I've given him to to watch and suggested and stuff. So I'm glad he's having like a really wicked time with it. Um, after that match, it jumped into the opposite of that match, but also a match I really enjoyed, which was Jay White uh, versus Yujiro Takahashi. Um, I got this one right, I think. Everybody probably did, which was picking uh, Jay White to beat the pimp. Um, so I'm just putting a Maltese on the ground. What are you doing? Big shake. Okay. She's had a big week this week, our little dog. She had a bit of a, a tummy issue and had to go for an ultrasound, which is really scary. But she came back with the all clear, and she's healthy as a spring lamb, aren't you? Where are you going? She doesn't care about this podcast. I thought she was going to ride or die with me on this, but uh, she doesn't seem to care. Um, anyway, I was, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I love the like character work by Jay. I loved him like being, you know, Yujiro's a company man. He's he's on our side. He knows how to, you know, be a team player, and he comes out and he's wearing his 
fresh red snakes and his, his tracks. He's not even in ring gear. He's just like, yeah, we'll just go, go out and go get this over and done with. But being the bit of a prick that he is, he couldn't help but like fuck around and like the Ujiro lays down for the pin and then he's like messing around and only stopping it at one and stopping it at one and having fun with it. But you can just see on Ujiro's face, he's starting to like be a bit pissed off about it. He's like, dude, okay, I'm a team player. We're doing this. But now you're just taking the piss. I don't want to lose this tournament. I'm going to, but I really, really don't want to come out of it empty-handed. Maybe I'll just sneak this win. <laughs> and it was great. And it turned into like a fun little match. Um, and, it, and it was nice work by both. And uh, a nice break up to the night. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, and then at the end when Jay finally beats him, uh, and then he's like losing it and he's grabbing the chair and Gato's promising he didn't know about it and then he's, you know, all paranoid and maybe they're maybe they're turning against him. Maybe evil is in on it and maybe he's not as high in Bullet Club as he thought and he's all, he's kind of worried about it. So I'm interesting to see where that goes. With the whole G one, I sort of I predicted it you know, ending up in sort of bullet club warfare and because the evil scenario seems so big. So I was thinking, you know, maybe Jafe wins this block, evil wins the other block. And it's still looking like it could maybe go that way. Uh, we've we've got to see where Okada lands and Ibushi lands um, and Naito lands, but it could still easily go that way. And that's quite interesting. It was something uh, Trav and I were talking about as well, and we're going to go in depth with uh, next time we can get on the phone, which will hope or in person, which will hopefully be next week. The G one will be finished, um, and we'll we'll get into that, and we're going to talk through our scenarios of how we think uh, the Bullet Club fracture could take place, and do we think the Jay White could be a great face? So we're going to have a look at that. Uh, then after that match, it was Will Ospreay defeating Tai Chi, uh, which I picked. Uh, Will Ospreay continues to be a bit of a dick, and I'm interested to see where that is going to go for him. I think where I'm sort of hitting now, obviously I'm jumping sort of a little bit ahead, but I I think it may it may end up with Ospreay spoiling Okada. Uh, or Okada spoiling Osprey could go either way, but I, I think it's going to go that, and then maybe there's some inter chaos beef as well. And you know what? There's also some inter Suzuki beef with Tai Chi and Suzuki as well. So it's interesting. Maybe all of the, uh, and then we just saw Lij fracture as well. So maybe they're all just falling apart and they're reshuffling everybody. So we'll see how that goes. Um, then we had Kota Ibushi defeating Minoru Suzuki. That was an absolutely killer match. Um, like, probably one of the ones I've personally enjoyed most in the whole tournament. I really liked Ibushi and, like, going toe-to-toe with Suzuki. Suzuki's a complete maniac, and he just wants a good fight. And then he's there basically bringing out that, you know, psychotic side of Ibushi that you see, you know, where you push him a little bit too far and he gets that blank look on his face. They both get to that point and they're slapping the living hell out of each other and they're laughing and <laughs> and at the end of it, even though Ibushi wins, Suzuki's like laying on the ground completely cool, but he's like smiling because he got like a completely good fight, like which is opposed to like the um, Okada match where he he was robbed and he was throwing shit around and, and wrecking the place with uh, 
Ibushi match. He was quite satisfied with it. Didn't win, but he had a great time. So <laughs> I, I really like that about him, and I know I know you know how much he uh, knows his character. I really like. Uh, and then it was Okada versus Shingo uh, to finish the lineup. Um, I really. I really thought this was a step up from Okada. He's slowly been gearing up, like through each match, through each match, and there was a few sort of rainmaker kind of attempts, and like Shingo soul. And though it ended up in the money clip again, um, I thought Shingo looked like he was literally choked out, like deceased uh, level selling that hold, and it, and it actually looked convincing. And it was like, okay, Tai Chi sold it really well. Shingo sh- sold it really well. I wonder how much of that is like, okay, so at first, and I mean, Okada used to even sort of put it on sloppier. It's like he's got this new thing. He wants to make it work. He's not really that good at it, so it's not really that effective. But now as the tournament's going on, he's perfecting it and he's locking it in tight and he's putting people away. So I don't know. Maybe by the end we'll be right into the the money clip, but I personally would like to see the return of the Rainmaker because it's one of the coolest finishes ever which is kind of ridiculous for a short-arm clothesline, but it is. He just sells it so well. It's it's great. Um, so my face and feel of the night um, is going to be double faces and double feels, and both are going to Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki and Jeff Cobb and Ishii for two just absolute baller matches. Loved them both, and if you can only check out two matches of the night, check out both of those. You can only check out one, I think, probably Ibushi and Suzuki just come out for me. Uh, quick rundown of night 14. My picks are Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Yoshihashi, Toru Yano defeating Kenta, Juice Robinson defeating Sonata, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Goto, and Evil defeating Tetsuya Naito. So we're all going to see how that plays out in the very next episode of G Wondering, which I will be doing in about three seconds when I finish this one. Thank you for listening, everybody. Check me out on social media at FacesFeelsCast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Or email me with any questions or general feedback or hate mail to facesandfeels at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time and peace out.